principles. But let's think about history for a minute. Especially from, from the perspective of a thinking and feeling be, be, being. History is a, is a slaughterhouse. It's a catastrophe. And, and how would you ever consider that something rational? Dostoevsky's point is rationality fails in its analysis of something as complex and terrible as history. The only thing one can't say is that it's rational. The very word sticks in one's throat. In short, one may... Sorry. And indeed, this is the odd thing that is continually happening. There are continually turning up in life moral and rational persons. Sages and lovers of humanity who make it their object to live all their lives as morally and rationally as possible. So to be, to be, so to speak, a light to their neighbors. Simply in order to show them that it is possible to live morally and rationally in this world. And yet we all know that those very people sooner or later have been false to themselves. Playing some queer trick, often a most unseemly one. Now I ask you. What can be expected of man since he is a being endowed with such strange qualities? Uh, yeah. From the five to the six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote, cause I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gon' leave me alone. On a plane by the visit, Glen Rock, me crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me. So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Real love to see it, dudes rocking. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking. From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix. With that rare candy paint. Job on the whip, who you with? Welcome back to the Gain of Fiction Lab. This is volume 17. That's a number that the haters famously said he'd never get to, but uh, we're blowing past it. We're almost in the 20s. We're almost legal. We're almost legal. In fact, we will be with, with Philip K. Dick. We will be legal uh, at 18. But um, we have two returning guests today and I'll, um, to cover two works of Dostoevsky and then uh, one work, uh, one film by Martin Scorsese that is highly influential and highly influenced by the great Dostoevsky. Uh, we are covering notes from underground. I've been calling it notes from the underground up until mm, three hours ago. Uh, I learned that it was actually not that it was kind of embarrassing uh, uh, that it was, I thought there was a V in there. And well, then, some translations put some translations put the V, but you see Russian doesn't have these or ours. Mm -hmm. Like they don't have any articles in Russian, so like the literal Russian is like yeah, like notes or reports out of the underground or out of underground or from underground sort of thing. So notes from underground is kind of the translation I like better, but I don't think the V is that big of a deal. Well, and also like I know it's it almost sounds sick sick like that and almost kind of works in an english sense like notes from underground like, yeah, like yeah. that's where he's at i mean the dude's in the fucking trenches like of of isolation essentially um so we're covering that and then there's a short story um the, the dream of a ridiculous man um luckily i had both of those in the same collection which was really cool and uh, which i forgot at work today i'm kind of a, i'm kind of a dostoevsky in uh character today I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna lie like it's been it's sometimes you just become the art that you're uh, uh consuming and that's that's absolutely what's happening um and then like i said we're covering taxi driver today too um but my guests returning from the dostoevsky episode uh, that we just did recently and from the uh dostoevsky episode of the back wall he's somewhat of an expert now i would say it's kurt it's kurt what's up dude you're back um, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm by no He's means an expert. expert. I also didn't realize it wasn't notes from the underground. I have I've had this book for like, I don't know, five years and I never realized that it, it wasn't called the underground. It's Bernstein Bears time, dude. It's, it's I don't Bernstein know how many times I must have looked at this book a hundred times and I've never realized I listen to a, like a, a hardcore academic podcast, psychedelic or psychedelic psychiatric, uh, you know, psychiatrist like podcast. Pretty good, pretty good stuff too. Of like uh, about the book today, just to kind of see how they looked at it, and they kept saying notes from underground. I'm like, is this guy fucking up? Like, like is he like, is this like University of Houston professor? Let me see. Is it on there? Notes from there's a V in that one, huh? Yeah, I think it's the old translations. I think all of the the newer translations mm -hmm. remove the definite article. Um, excellent 
but yeah, I think it sounds cooler underground and like the underground sounds like yeah. the metro or the subway kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like or British a rap mixtape, like a rap mixtape, kind of like no <laughs> yeah, yeah, underground. Like homie. From the backpack. underground music scene or something. Yeah, we're we're backpacking. We don't do that mainstream auto-tune shit as those from the underground. Uh but the uh also joining me. You just you just heard him a couple episodes ago. Um, is Matthew Fresta, editor of Rango, Rango Tango. Um, he is uh, I, you're you're like a Russian literature guy, right? That's kind of your 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 favorite, right? I mean, because you did that that War and Peace episode with, with Jack. I mean, you you definitely knew your shit. So like to 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 say, you know, you, you got to at least have uh, be, be pretty well versed in this kind of stuff, right? uh not super well read in russian literature like i read a bit of dostoevsky i've read war and peace now um some solzhenitsyn and like i guess if you want to consider ayn rand a russian author as well but otherwise i haven't like read bulgakov or gorky i've read um nabokov a little but yeah i'm mainly just a russophile in terms of the language like i like their language a lot and through learning that i've become like more into aspects of their culture um so yeah, I don't know if I'm going to have any particular insights into Dostoevsky, but maybe some language things. I've come to realize I, every time I listen to a, a podcast or like something about Dostoevsky, I really like him. I kind of I don't know what this says about me, but I really like I understand him, I think. And like academics always have to like put on like the Homer Simpson uranium gloves to talk about him because they're like he's this is these are not people you want to be guys. Well, these characters <laughs> like you guys you don't want to be like this unnamed narrator. It's like yeah, I get it, but we all are. That's the sad yeah, part. Yeah. Like, like like we we've all been there. And like maybe maybe if you're like a you know professional academic person, maybe you haven't. But um, no, I, I I think he's uh, like Kurt and I. We we did Brothers Karamazov. That that's. Uh, that was that was dense, but I I'm glad that that was the first like real Dostoevsky I consider myself reading because like everything else it just seems like first off that's a that it's weird because it's his last thing, but it would it serves as a good primer for like everything else he writes like you it, it you just I feel like I I mean Curry, I'll, correct me if I'm wrong it doesn't feel like you just kind of you're not as like scared of his characters I feel like after you read that book is that just me I think I think Brothers K was like a sum of the rest of his work I mean I've I haven't read the rest of his work just mm-hmm. notes um dreams and uh the gambler but like i mean there's so many stuff uh so many things from like notes like just inheriting money uh uh dreams i guess just like just the um the impact of like someone that you would think is like a side character like toward the main character so true Um, just like just someone that's like probably just passing by like just um the gambler i i feels like almost a blur to me now because <laughs> I, I think it had to do not his best yeah it's not I, his best either yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i also read like a janky like ghetto free kindle edition uh, <laughs> i feel like there's also something about reading um like on my ipad that i like it just doesn't i don't kurt, kurt read doug well. gambler D- D- kurt read doug gambler by Quan mills um, it was, it was yeah. ho your coochie stank the gambler uh, is what is what he read it was a free kindle version but uh it's still the same energy it's still uh you know Quan mills dostoevsky same thing but yeah i i think you're right i think you're right about that and i like what i was meaning to say is like a lot of these people are always just like i, I every time i listen to somebody talk about it it's always like oh and like you know you're if it's not like somebody i relate to in his book it's like i relate i these are literally me like it's me when i'm not doing so hot and like the problem is is like with dostoevsky is like people talk about how like in the afterword of the the collection that i had both of these stories in in the afterword they're like this guy's the meanest christian i've ever met like i was like that this you're writing this in his book like this is like your blurb for him and you know and you're just like this guy's the meanest guy ever and then you look at his life and it's like oh i would have just killed myself if I had his life, like instead of making great art like this, this is art that I, in my opinion, not only is it great, not only does it stand the test of time, it's better than it probably was in the eight, in the mid, you know, 19th century. Like, I don't think, I think back then people were like, oh, like, what is, are you good? Like, you know, but now we're like, no, we're not good. And now that with like the online culture, especially with notes, as we'll get into like with online culture, like that's how like half of like Twitter users act is like that. Like, so it's, it's, it, he's really called his shot on like human psychology. I think in a way that's even he didn't know was, 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 was like that, but let's, let's talk about a uh, uh, dream of a ridiculous man uh, first. Cause that is a, a really good short story. I, I think that you can get a free Kurt. How did you read it? Cause you didn't have it in a collection. Can you read, can you, did you just find it somewhere? I just bought um, a Kindle version 
from Amazon. Um, I think mm-hmm. the Amazon thing is weird. I, I didn't even know who the uh, translator was. Because um, I tried to, for notes, I did the same translator as uh, Brothers Karamazov, um, PNV. Mm-hmm. So, but like the Amazon reviews are all like jumbled of the different editions. Like one of the, I sent you guys the, someone that reviewed like a book that <laughs> yeah. had a Korean yeah. cookbook like tied to it. <laughs> just the the weirdest like uh i guess when something enters public domain that everyone just print it but like the copy i have is good i think it was like dover thrift edition or something like that but it was just like a dollar on kindle or something like something it was like a minuscule amount it's crazy too because like i i don't i don't know when i read it and this sounds dumb but like I, i i'm like the way I read it is like always like this is in English. Like he wrote this in English. I don't I don't know why, but it's like it, I don't. It just doesn't it, like it reads so well. It translates so well, and I, I just think it's like written like me. Like I think the two the two authors that I think their style and just the way they they like look at the world are that that just sound like me is Brady Sinellis and Fyodor Dostoevsky. And I was thinking about as far as notes goes, it would be really funny to get like Brady Sinellis's notes from Underground, where it's like he then writes from the perspective of his friends. It's like that guy's a fucking loser, dude. What, uh, <laughs> what was it? What's all with all the pacing? What's with the you know? Like it would be really funny, like to to really like <laughs> you know. The, the beautiful is you get the unreliable narrator. That's the beauty of that. But it, I was, it was I was just thinking about that because I bounced from author to author, but. man is really interesting matt i I want you to kind of talk about why you love the story so much i i do too but like you you were when i was first putting this program together that was a a thing you were like let's let's do this and originally we were going to combine it with some melville stuff but it's i'm glad we're doing it this way and um but you you picked this one and it was a really short it's a very short story i had like 24 pages i think this was my copy of about 24 pages um what what drew you to this when did you read it um i think the first time i would listen to it on audible when i first was sort of getting into dostoevsky and you know you can buy like those short ones for like a dollar or two on there and so i just bought it on there because it was short and you can listen to it in like an hour and yeah it was like just a cool sort of story and the reason i sort of suggested it with um the billy bud was because it's also kind of like this describing like you know man's descent from the fall kind of thing that's sort of similar mm-hmm. to, like there's sort of a biblical aspect to it as well also just because it was like the one a short story that at the time when i was talking to you it just popped in my head first mm-hmm. um, but i think i've read it like four times now like i listened to it again yesterday on driving back from new south wales on the audible thing and i think the book version i read it's like in this sort of trashy utopia short stories oh. thing very yeah. Barnes and Noble, very Barnes and yeah, Noble. Yeah, yeah, they're I like all it a lot. like on, yeah. they're all on sale in the bookstores here now. Like, and I just find them in op shop or thrift stores sometimes now. I so. love those. I love those yeah. compilations. There's I love like those. Voltaire and stuff in here. There's actually cool stuff in them, but I think it's a bit abridged. Just when I was listening to the audio, and I was like, yeah, I felt like this went too quick. Like my version of this book was like 13 pages. So I think they just it was like they didn't even cut out 
sections that were just editing down the sentences and cutting out words to like i know it and it's like the, the beauty of him is the ranting is the kind of yeah, like yeah, all yeah. over the, the sporadic kind of like well maybe i'm wrong but what if i'm right you know like that kind of yeah yeah uh, like that's beautiful like because i that's me like going to the bagel shop in the morning you know like <laughs> when i like that's the beauty of it that's weird yeah that's weird to even edit down a 23 page short story yeah i think so i i couldn't really find any specific thing that was edited out like a whole chunk but i just felt like ah oh, that was a bit like the light edition i read but so yeah i've read it you know four times now so i know the story um and yeah i just think it's cool like it's like this utopian farce and i love it um, like you know he was i'm not i don't really know too much about him personally i meant to read this book i have by janko or yanko about him but i, I never got time but um uh, like i know he was sort of a socialist a communist something like that and it's like orwell where the best kind of critiques of all that stuff sort of comes from the like mm-hmm. the communists the socialists um not that he's specifically critiquing communism i guess it's just like a free love brotherhood kind of thing and or something like that yeah i guess we'll get into like the interpretation of it in a bit but yeah like i just it's a fun quick easy read and it's like um you know like it it, it tells you some truth about the world i think yeah, the, the, I, I think so to sum the story up, you know, read it if you if you guys want, but I'll just sum up the plot points to it. It's quite, quite simple, just like most Dostoevsky things. The plot points are, are can be summed up in four to five events usually happening, um, gradually getting more chaotic as it goes on. And um, it's about a guy who is, you know what? He's ridiculous. This guy, he's just he's just he's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, he love he lets you know how ridiculous he is. He lets you know he just he's just degaff doesn't care whatever you you're into lame that you're even into it stupid whatever like um just isn't really he's one of those guys that like kind of gets off on like not being a part of society you know and and kind of just being different from everybody and then there's there's just this part where this he's like staring up at these like gas lights kind of thing gas gas lamp i don't know i it's kind of a weird thing but uh i'm sure during the time it made more sense but he's looking up at it and like a little girl is like tugging his arm like almost like asking him to help with something and he's just like whatever like you know what i mean looks at her and and doesn't care but he's also really depressed right he's also really depressed and i and he the the guy the character is like i am a ridiculous man but I also am ready to just like end it all. Like it just, it doesn't matter. Like what is life? Life is so ridiculous. Like what if I just ended it? Um, And he goes to his weird like tenement, like communist house or whatever, like where like 80 people, like, yeah, like kind of like Dr. Zhivago, like where they take over your house and like, there's like (laughs) 90 people in there for like, out of nowhere and uh, there's like this general drinking and just like, it's loud all the time. Yeah, guy, his shit always sounds so ghetto. All the houses his characters live in, like, always just sounds so terrible. And um, then he's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna like blow my brains out. And he had this like brand new revolver that he bought, and he's like, I'm gonna blow my brains out. But he falls asleep. And he falls asleep. He always would spend time just thinking in his house and reading and stuff. But he falls asleep, and he has this insane dream. And it's very similar. This is like paranormal Dostoevsky. This is amazing. Um, he has this dream where he goes to like what he says is like like a pure earth i guess uh, i would say it's heaven um towards the end they make a garden of eden reference where i'm like oh this is just like if eve never took the apple basically like that's kind of like really because there's always biblical ties to to dostoevsky because that was something later in his life during his most vulnerable phase when he was in prison uh his brother i think it was gave him a lot of uh biblical literature and just like saint stuff and all all that stuff so it really resonated especially with some of his later work and he uh has this crazy dream where it's like the society and we'll, we'll get into what exactly the dream is and um and then but in the dream he's also the villain of the dream because he's ridiculous so he then corrupts his own dream but that then gets him to enjoy life at the end to understand have a meaning of life and not throw not just uh get his thrills his dopamine rush from being ridiculous and actually just being like actually it's it's actually cool to be ridiculous in a sense that i'm like a utopian and who is to tell me how great life is supposed to be whether life is amazing or not whether my dreams are attainable or not that doesn't matter i need to conduct myself as though they are you know and that and that that's that's just to sum it up so um let's talk about his dream right because that's really what what this is about this whole story is the dream 
Um, have you guys ever had a dream like this before? I, I never have shit like this happen to me. Like I run a podcast that has like really cool paranormal stuff and I get jealous of everybody that has all these cool dreams. I've never, my dreams are always about like not performing a basic function correctly. And then just everybody staring at me and being like, and pretending that it was on the national media that I couldn't like put a quarter in a vending machine correctly or something. I don't know. Yeah. My dreams are always like trying not to step on snakes or like, Wow. Um, yeah, like I'm constantly late for a job that I had 12 years ago and I keep trying to get there and everything <laughs> yeah. just keeps making me later and just anxiety. I think I just smoke too much weed to like dream properly though. Like I don't dream until like the late, till I'm nearly waking up is when I'd start. Rem- Those are the only dreams I really remember, you know? Right. So if I don't smoke weed, usually I get more vivid ones, but nothing like this. <laughs> what, does yeah, average, like this. What, what does the average Kurt dream look like? It's the same, same for me, just like not... For, like forgetting to do something that like was just menial mm-hmm. that if i didn't do this then it means i'm a fuck up like that kind of thing like yeah yeah average exactly. uh probably stress related even though i'm like not a stressed out person at all in my life like yeah you never you never look flustered whatsoever i get really You're pissed like... off at things but like it's usually just mm-hmm. like that i'm like done that's a it's actually oh well we'll get great. that in taxi driver yeah i was yeah. gonna say I, yeah 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 well yeah we'll, we'll be yeah right i think we've all been living a similar kind of you know the this media is kind of all the synchronicities are crazy right now something's happening in the world i don't know what it is oh, but it's sure. just, it's all just everything i'm doing is appearing in my day-to-day life it's just very very odd um cool I actually think it's cool, but it's it's odd that that's happening. But um, yeah, no, this this dream that he has is amazing. Is he he just goes to this beautiful earth and he immediately feels like positive energy that he's probably never felt before. It's just like, oh my god, it's all these people. Like nobody's stepping on each other. Nobody's. Uh, everybody has. It, it is like to me this this, and we talk about this on like rare candy a lot, where it's like if humans naturally lived like communists. It would be okay, right? Like, like if if people came to that conclusion on their own, like, well, I want to share with this person, I this this community that I have right now is my best interest, and I want to serve all these people and help it out, and then that creates one's collected consciousness that then you know just kind of takes care of itself after a while. Then you know, of course, you have like Russian style communism, which is just absolutely not like share everything. This is our house now, not yours. Private property. Ew, you devil! Like this, this thing you have to constantly like hammer into people's brain because nobody organically believes it. And um, I feel like what he what he was uh, just to project something onto him. I think he was like, this is actually like what I think what he thinks communists think they're doing. But it's this natural thing that's occurring that's that, that that's great. And it's basically uncorrupted society. Like these people don't even know how to be sad. They don't know how to have expectations of themselves. Um, that's a big thing with Dostoevsky is that we create our own, like by setting goals and just like kind of like trying to move up in modernity and, and just trying to trying to in these structures that are relatively new to society, we, we, we put all of our like hopes and dreams and happiness. We tie it all to like, how we navigate within these structures and he's always just like man if i just didn't care about any of that stuff i'd be happy and that's essentially what his dream is about is this utopian world so um uh, anybody else have anything before i go on yeah like i think it's like sort of um you know you've got to like posit the ideal like a utopia like julius evola kind of writes about this how like you need to have like sort of some kind of like utopia to strive for so i think he's like positing the utopia and saying like it's theoretically possible there's nothing physically stopping us from doing yeah. this like phys- like uh physically stopping us but man's nature is really not compatible with it and like once you know he goes there and and you know like maybe the ridiculous thing is he's not that ridiculous or something he is just a normal guy or something but like he goes there and just through he corrupts it and introduces like lying and stuff like that into it and then over time and then they all prefer that like human nature is kind of that you prefer that like so i, I always imagine right. like living on a commune you'd be like excited for like a month or something and then eventually it'd be just like this fucking sucks and you just start fighting with everyone you <laughs> like i just right. couldn't imagine it the honeymoon know? phase there's a honeymoon yeah, phase yeah. goes on and then and then all of a sudden it's like you know you, it turns into like oh somebody got raped oh no you know like <laughs> yeah, it's just like it just seems to always happen but like in this in this society this was a lot of this too there's a there's a big 
change in 19th century thinking it's really moved over to like materialism and i I think that was where dostoevsky i think he was a progressive up to that point in my opinion because he was ultimately scorned by that movement right like it was ultimately scorned by people who like he thought like oh these people just want to kind of like make people smarter all that stuff he kind of fell for it and you know you know, Dostoevsky would have donated, maxed out to Bernie Sanders and then become like full right wing afterwards. That's what he would have done. <laughs> what he would have done. It's okay. It's okay. Many such many, cases. Many such cases. It happens. Like, you know what I mean? I, I I understand it. I get it. But it's just like he would have done that. Not everyone yeah. does. There's people that were like him before that. And that's that's to be celebrated as well. But it's just like he would have done that type of thing. And um, I think materialism and, and this kind of like it feels like an extension of notes right like no notes from underground like some of the like especially the first part of that where i don't think the protagonist is just as angry or narrator i should say not even protagonist is is angry like like uh like the notes narrator is but like it's kind of the same concept it's just like man before we knew how smart we were or how you know how how much science would take over like we were just a lot happier and it was just a lot easier to just kind of go from point a to point b and have just simple objectives, simple things that we needed to do, right? Mm. And it's like people now that realize like maybe city life ain't for me and I want to go on the rural farm and stuff. Like, yeah, who knows if it's, that's actually going to be good. But like yeah. I, I understand the appeal of it and stuff, and, and that's kind of what what he's talking about in this dream. So, But I, I did find it funny that he was the, he was the guy who ruined it, <laughs> which I yeah. like. That's classic Dostoevsky is to just be like, I got to fuck all this up because I was reading it and I was like really moved. It was nice to hear him sound so positive describing this beautiful world. It's not real. But then he's just like, yeah, but I also I, I, I fucked it all up. He did like colon- he did a colonialism mm. on, that, on that world. <laughs> it was a different yeah. time. It was a different time. It was a different time. Like, you know, like it was just Judy Garland blackface. That's what kind of, you know. Just a different time. <laughs> he was coerced. He was coerced yeah, yeah. with amphetamines. Um, and uh, no, he he did this. You know, the, the way I said the reason I say this is corrupted. Is he basically he he taught them shame. He taught them goals. He taught them how to strive. He taught them everything. Now that that like the reason that people you see people in therapy now is because they're a square peg in a round hole. Basically, like he it's he he taught them all the all these things to to shoot for shoot for the stars, have these unrealistic goals to, um, to quantify everything and, 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 and all this stuff. And then that then led to war in that country because there was the old guard. There were the reactionaries of that part where they were like, ah, oh, let's go back to the way it was guys. And they were like, no, we must always progress. I can't believe we used to be this stupid and this in the dark. And then that creates the war. I thought it was really creative how he did that. I don't know about how you guys think. I thought that was really creative. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of uh, Last Temptation of Christ. Um, I still haven't seen it, man. Yeah, I need that's, to. That's also based on a book. That's also uh, uh, Paul Schrader wrote the um, screenplay for and that. And that's got Bowie, Scorsese. I mean, it's got all my Bowie, guys. Peter yeah. Gabriel score. I mean, it's oh, all it's my amazing. guys. Yeah. Uh, but like the the kind of the, the point of the book and the, the movie. Actually, I haven't read the book, but the, the movie is just like um, Christ had his. Fi- it's, I think, considered sacrilege by the catholic church but christ had mm-hmm. a final temptation he could have kind of strayed his from his path to like i guess just be the um i guess die for the sins of everyone like they he, he's tempted with like just a happy life with two beautiful women he would have had children mm-hmm. um so he would have had just a wonderful utopia but he ended up just kind of like this reversing back to uh what he was supposed to be doing um it's kind of like a it's kind of like a reverse faustian thing and that you you make the correct you make the correct trade-off and that you kind of give for other you, you sacrifice yourself for others um and that like you have that temptation and the temptation always looks great but the both, uh, I guess, Christ and um, I don't even know what the character's name is. And doesn't Green, have a but, name. Classic yeah, Dostoevsky. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't kill himself, and Christ does kill himself. So I guess that is also different. But um, 
That, that's that's what I was thinking of. That and the million dollar extreme utopia skit. I don't know if you've seen that either. I haven't. No, uh, I, I'm I'm maybe. very. I, I have not seen that. Uh, what? what how, in in what way? I mean, I, you can spoil it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. It's just that uh, they're. It's just the future utopia um, where men are able to uh, live without women, um, <laughs> and uh, they're just kind of bathing in their in their masculine selves. But it's just that the fact that it is a utopia, but. Um, the uh at the end they they are not happy with it because they're just too horny um that's that's really all that i like it i know i i think that fits i think that fits like in that in that way because the idea of this is like in my head i was thinking like okay Dostoevsky's on his Graham Hancock shit on this, like a little bit. There's a little, there's a little Graham Hancock uh, advanced ancient civilization thing going on um, right now that we had, a, that we had advanced. I, I don't think he was literally thinking this, but I, it just there's a little bit of that going on, and he even suggests it. The narrator even suggests it later in the book, and the the the, the he offers himself up as like to crucify in the dream. He's like, crucify me. Like, get rid of me. I am the demon. Get rid of me. Like, I, let's, I will be the martyr. Get rid of me. You guys, you guys had the perfect thing going on. I'm so sorry for coming in here. And they're kind of like, Oh no, you dummy. Like now you're being crazy. And actually you're now you're our enemy for even saying that. And now it just becomes this, this uh, like Indiana Jones kind of like ball rolling down. They, they just can't stop. And it's, and, but he also suggests that like, the narrator is like, well, we were always going to go down this trajectory. Like, he, even if it started this way, it's not sustainable. We were always going to re- not revert, but even progress to a to a um, more complicated, less happy, um, and with more moving parts type of society. And um, that just always seems to be like the central. <laughs> part of dostoevsky's books like just really just like we had he is a re- it's funny he is a reactionary i'm sure there was a time in his life that he was a progressive but he is a reactionary like there, there, there's no it's it, at the time he was considered that I and mean, he was basically jailed for it i think like <laughs> essentially like or at least for writing um in in that way he was in prison for speech uh and and was was a religious guy he he understood that like once communism was implemented in in the russia in russia I, again i'm not great on the history of it but i don't think you have to be i think people i think people gatekeep dostoevsky where they're like you need to actually know all this right no you don't it applies perfectly to what we're going through now so you don't actually need to know anything about russia it's I think like that's when it. people say you can't appreciate art if you didn't go to art school or some shit like that yeah gatekeeping it's yeah. like yeah it's like no i just won't repeat what your lecturer told you that's what yeah happens. a construction worker read Dostoevsky. you guys fucked up sorry I, we, yeah we, it's I, not we, hard yeah. to read it's a bit takes a minute to like sink into it like i always start the book and i'm kind of like zoning out and especially because yeah, it has yeah. like a lot of like introspection at the start like especially you know mm-hmm. it's just all of the like more internal he's a ted talk he's like he's kind of a ted yeah. talk kind of guy like like where it's at the beginning like you know you got to get through that first minute of the ted talk you know, if it's, if it's one you like, and, and, but you got to get that first minute and he's, he's really lux- lecturing a lot. And that was his, his, uh, a lot of his people that were, would critique him. And I think including Nabokov would, would, would mm. critique him in a sense that would be like, he's not, his work doesn't. And I disagree with this. Doesn't stand alone as fiction. He, he said that. I remember you saying believe, that the brothers Karamazov. Yeah, episode. Nabokov. But I know it was Nabokov that said that. Yeah, yeah, Nabokov and um, I forget who the other one was. There was a, there was another person that said the same thing. I think it was uh, Joseph Conrad um, said the same thing. <laughs> hey, Joseph yeah, Conrad's a hater. He's a big, big hater. Yeah, big yeah, hater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I better, I better have my mind blown by Heart of Darkness. That's all I'm going to say. I better, I better have <laughs> yeah, my yeah. mind. I, I'm sure I will, but I, but I yeah. better have my mind blown by that because he was, he basically was saying the same thing, like where he was, and again, Joseph Conrad's a Polish guy. Dostoevsky hates Polish people, so I, I you know, yeah, he was, yeah. he was basically doing the Judy Garland blackface thing for for Dostoevsky. <laughs> um, you know, did you guys know this? Like, uh, but yeah, he was. Uh, saying the same thing where it's like this stuff doesn't really work as just like fiction as like as a novel it works as like a debate kind of debate fodder you know or 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 things like that which i i think it functions as both honestly i think i think the stories are good i i get i understand why people get to that because it, it is a lot of philosophy all right there's a lot of philosophy but the stories are good the interactions yeah. between humans are so good they're few and far between there's hardly ever dialogue 
right? I think Crime and Punishment probably has a lot more dialogue. I, I remember I read yeah, that. Yeah, there's like a mom a lot of ranting yeah. in the pub for ages and things like that. Yeah, right. There's much more dialogue in that. But like when you, whenever you know, it's like a Prince guitar solo. Like you, it's you're like you finally get it, and you're like, this is so beautiful, you know. And mm. and it, it kind of like hides it from you, you know, like for, from time to time. And it, it, I really, I think, I think that stuff is. I think that stuff is overblown, though I understand where those people come from. If you were to like critique them, you know, I don't know. It's just that sometimes like if you read like someone who's considered great or whatever, watch the movie that's considered great or a band and you don't really vibe with it or you don't get it, everyone sort of has that thing where they have to go, no, actually this is bad and everyone else is wrong. Right. And they can't just say, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't like it or I didn't get it. And because yeah. they're worried like, no, I have to act like I got it and what I understood was that it actually sucks and it's actually dumb or whatever like and yeah if i read like some old author and i don't really get it i'll just sort of like i i didn't really like the idiot by dostoevsky but i only read 40 percent of it and i'm not saying it's a bad book i just didn't click with me i didn't get it it's it's, i don't know i'll give it another chance later because i've enjoyed all these other books it's just yeah it would be I wouldn't have the like hubris to say it sucked, you know. We should do the the possessed. I think it's also yeah. called demons as well. Yeah, yeah, I, have, yeah. I have a really cool copy of that. It'd be really fun to do that sometime because yeah. I I I feel like I'm gonna love everything because I I think I think there's like a weird I have like this weird like general Patton type of like reincarnation connection with him where I just I feel like I just get I just I even the shit that I'm like kind of like what the fuck are you talking about I'm also like I've also said that to myself in the same vain you know like it's just, i don't know he really um, like allows himself to explore kind of like thought tangents and like develops oh, them as you're writing it. i love and it like, so much they're insane and erratic sometimes and maybe they don't he doesn't know what the point is or it's it meanders a long way off t- topic but it's always kind of like interesting to at the very least and yeah like and if you're saying like people don't like it because it's like technically philosophy weaved in as a narrative like I don't know. That's kind of like the best way to read philosophy. Yeah, theory really. fiction. It's probably theory fiction. I think. Yeah, yeah, I guess would so. Say, yeah. Would say it yeah. is. Which okay. I, again, like if you you go to college to learn that term, I just read it and enjoyed it. So you guys, like people will will academic academically find a way to like get themselves to not like something, which I hate. It's just like it's kind of Dostoevsky. The less you know, the better. And the less you know, the happier you are. It's like you could go to all these schools. All you're going to do is find more shit that you hate. When you get really into movies, right, you get super into film and all that stuff. You end up like finding shit that like you hate because you'll, you'll never watch a movie the same way again. If you make yeah. music, you can't listen as a fan anymore, right? Like you can't like I remember there was this, this is a huge tangent, but there was a there was this guitar teacher guy that i that i uh, watched named rick beato on uh, on on youtube really cool guy but he was talking about lenny kravitz's song i want to fly away you know that the big the big song like that just he was like musically it doesn't work and i'm like okay but it does though like it like i'm saying like like it objectively does it makes me want to drink a sobe with like a sandboard in like the desert and stuff with a nissan xterra that's yellow that it works yeah, but yeah. like for him, he's like, no, 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 because I know this and this and this and this. Therefore, it does not work. It's like, okay, so you found a way to not enjoy a song academically, and that's like the way I feel like. I, I feel like a lot of these people. I li- I listened to this podcast. I think it was called like the Bad Wizard or something like. There were uh, there were nice, two bad there, wizards or something like that. Something, something like that. There yeah, were there were nice guys. Yeah. I you know I didn't hate them, but I they 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 had they set their own roadblocks with their education a lot of times to where like. They're not able to, first off, they don't think the way he does, which maybe that's a good thing for them, but like, they don't, they don't think that way, but like, I, I didn't mind them. I, and they definitely saw, they ended up like, I, I think they, I agreed with them on a lot of stuff they said, but it was kind of like, wow, I would never like say it that way. And like, I, I understand they have like Sam Harris on a lot. Yeah, and like, yeah, they're yeah. definitely of that ilk. Um, and they make fun IDW of Jordan Peterson. They make fun of Jordan Peterson a lot, who I think ultimately is the greatest Dostoevsky, uh, um, speak just a guy who knows Dostoevsky I think better than anybody um as far as talking about I think he should I think I think Jordan Peterson should just take a year to just do Dostoevsky content like I think it would be and then maybe come on here but uh (laughs) you know just a thought but get uh, up the Xanax and take some race yeah yeah let's let's (laughs) let's get you going yeah exactly oh my god can you imagine if we made him unstoppable like that oh my god (laughs) um but anyways uh he he was uh you know these guys were, were were talking about him in the, in that sense, and I, I want to use this as an opportunity. Does anyone have any any last thoughts about uh, 
the story. I mean, it's not it's not super. You know, it, it is a very fun read. I read it in one day. It was just it's just a one day read. It's it's a great short story. But I, I don't have any other thoughts unless you guys do. I was ready to pivot to notes. Yeah, I can't think of anything. No, I think the good. last thing that I would say about it is just it, it is like kind of also like a Sisyphean, like um, mm-hmm. like you you would assume him to be happy, uh, like kind of like life is just. It's also a Jewish proverb: life is suffering. Like, mm-hmm. um, you you should you should like come to appreciate some things like that, and just like laugh at bad things that happen that are pretty funny. And that's like that's that's I think the. Uh, mm-hmm. The philosophy of a ridiculous man, and um, yeah, that's I'm good. Happy yeah, to see uh, not kill himself because people that kill themselves are uh, downers. They're downers. Yeah, and also, and and this will this will come into play on the next one because I think these are like kind of like almost like a like a they're they're like related stories. Like, yeah. and I mean that in like a like a ancestry type thing. Like, like the, the the stories are sentient on their own, and they can like be related to each other. Uh, you know materialism right around that time that yeah that's one thing i think that's good to know about historical context with with dostoevsky is like this was around the time when like you had the like we're not doing theological stuff anymore it's all science and again notes notes from underground really hammers at this but but when you do that you shrink the range of outcomes for you to like have a happy life unless you follow what materialism has set out for you mm. right you're Even like a that, slave to concepts and things like exactly that. Like exactly you're you know and again i, I don't want to blow my wad before the the notes because it's the same way but it's like you you've done that but it's like you realize like actually when when your concept is just to be like i see what what's in front of me and what's around me whatever's best for that when that becomes my objective actually my possibilities are endless i'm not actually thinking locally and just small and like it's like no i'm i'm actually like the, the rewards of that are far much greater you know what i mean unless unless you are a scientist right unless you are just want to be like a scientist but they need the average man to believe that that's yeah. the materialist nonsense which that that's that's always the hang-up right Phenomenal. I mean, it's. It, I, in my opinion, I, I think it's. 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 It's a novella, right? I guess I. I, I never really quite know what yeah. constitutes what, but we'll say novella. Um, I will say to anybody who's writing current fiction, novella is the way to get people to read again. I think. I think it's. It's so easy to just step into. I, I went through it in a couple of days. I had this job where we were working on a freeway, but like we weren't. When you work on a freeway, there's like you're not really allowed to get out of the, the truck. So like you kind of just sit there the whole time. So I just I just read like half the book in a, in a day, um, especially like the unhinged like beginning part because I didn't want to be at work that day. So it was it was hitting. I mean it was it was hitting. Like it was, I was caffeined up and I was like yeah, dude. So I, I'll say this to sum the to sum the book up. It's basically what four events. There's there's one retrospective. Basically, this is my life. I'm 40 years old. Nobody should ever be 40 years old because being 40 sucks because all you do is think about how bad you are. It's uh, And then there's three kind of major events that happen in this man's earlier life, our unnamed narrator. He's an unnamed narrator and an unreliable narrator because you're kind of like, is that what happened? Or like, you know, it, it's it's quite interesting. You get his kind of manifesto at the beginning. I think everyone's scared to call it, but it's definitely a manifesto at the beginning. <laughs> it's 1000% a man. It's Ted K. It's like, it's manifesto Spot at the, the beginning. Too. Yeah. It straight is. up. It is a, <laughs> and people are scared. People are like, 
it's a mass shooter like manifesto and stuff it's like yes chad so yes, yeah meme. like okay bad yes meme well, where's the and, line? <laughs> and then stop trying to distance yourself from that because every single male has that in their mind yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. just a little bit just a little bit you know what i mean just even if it's not like that but like you we need these outlets mm. and don't say yeah, you got these outlets it. yeah you gotta you gotta write this down somewhere you gotta channel it into something or like that's that's like that's like what buddhist people do and like you know people hate on like buddhist stuff but like they're all about like okay you're like a weird sexual pervert that's not going anywhere let's find a way to put that into like art you know what i mean like which we don't allow that anymore in 2023 but like there were always these channels for for these things and it's like dostoevsky you're kind of like a self-hating like kind of schizo freak there was a lot of things that might have factored into that like you know a lot of his childhood and stuff and 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 uh in prison years but like he found a way to like channel that into quite humorous stuff but also hard-hitting um but like i said there's about four parts to it you have the manifesto at the beginning um and then you have three things that happen uh one of and they're all in his like early 20s this it's kind of a he's kind of looking back on his 20s about why he was writing this manifesto now essentially and why he's sequestered himself from society and why he doesn't fit in anymore one of which involves a man who is uh he found this commander this big chad like russian officer guy that all he wants to do is make that guy move out of the way instead of him when they're walking down the sidewalk but it's this big I mean, I that, fuck, dude, that shit, that shit really hit me. Um, but then you also have the second one is, and this one's probably the most painful one is just like the the dinner party with his friends. <laughs> and we're going to talk about all this stuff. So I, I'm just just plot summary here. And then you have, uh, then you have Liza, um, uh, the the uh, the Jodie Foster of the yeah. uh, of the of all this. Uh, um, she the the Iris, as some would say. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the you you have her, which is just this whole other thing. And it's those it's those four things. And then the narration cuts off. You you feel like the author could have gone for a thousand pages, right? Like it feels like it feels like it ended was just like is all right, we're done, you know. But but yeah. it feels like somebody else ended the book. Rather I mean, they kind of did, though. No, yeah. uh, I don't. Did you did you get the P and V version again, Glenn? Like you did with Brothers Ooh. Karamazov? Because in the the introduction, there was they said that there was like a significant. Mine's of a the short book. story collection, so I don't. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe not. Yeah, there were parts that were censored out of the. Um, I think well, it was the... even his uh, his um, newspaper, but um, he yeah. just never released those, and those never saw. The so the story day. started out as a, I, and I'm. <laughs> I'm not going to get the the guy he's responding to. It start he was originally writing a review of a guy who was like a I fucking love science guy in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, the, there was a, I again any Russophiles he names him in the book, I think. Like literally Does just he? like okay, I, yeah. I believe he did. Is it the guy that starts uh, with a B or something? B It's like Ichkov or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's definitely like some names in there where you'd be like I don't know who that guy is, but that's probably who one of them is. But he meant to write like a legit like just review like in a newspaper kind of like just roger ebert style review of this guy's work where it's just this guy's like oh humans humanity's been lost before these great discoveries in science oh my gosh with science will be great oh everything's gonna be great almost like his dream of a ridiculous man inverted in a sense uh like oh this is gonna happen but then of course in dostoevsky you know what sucks about dostoevsky is he doesn't have an en type suffix you can dostoevsky it doesn't really work oh, yeah. you know like so it, i think he suffers from that as well because everybody loves to put that suffix on things, Melvillian, yeah, yeah. you know, like like all the it's the, all these things Herosian. that uh, Kantian, you know, like just all the yeah, yeah. Randian, like all the we can just start saying it. Let's just do it, Dostoevsky, and yeah, yeah, and we're story. It's boys, a bit long, dude. but we're yeah, story boys, yeah, we're, we're in, yeah, <laughs> and uh, no, but but he has like he was responding to this like you know very materialist like i've discovered the key to life you know he's responding to that but of course he like novelizes it in a sense writes a little auto fiction but i think where a lot of people get hung up on this is like the this character this narrator this unreliable narrator schizo crazy guy architect of his own demise uh we can get into what we think this guy actually is it's not dostoevsky like i don't think it is like it even makes a footnote that's just like this is just like what i think will happen to people who don't fit in with the current materialist movement that's happening right now like i i i don't 
think every this is for everybody and i think you're gonna get some people who are kind of smart even if they have their flaws and stuff they're gonna like full-on spiral because this shit is just not for them um but our narrator is just pacing around a ghetto ass apartment thing he has a servant which i guess people just did because you know but like who the hell would be a servant in that place um and i know i love the servant i absolutely love him the servant's kind of like a bottle b kind of character almost he does and he knows he ain't shit the guy the, the narrator he's like you're you you're garbage and i know you took all my money you know what i mean yeah. like I, I know i'm not getting paid like <laughs> it was like when well, i he kind of knows he's gonna pay him eventually if he just he doesn't even have he will just never like ask yeah him, which is what the narrator wants he just wants him to like actually like lower himself mm. before him and come beg for the money but he's just like now just sit there and look at you and you'll you'll pay me and then he sort of does he's forced to right like he mm-hmm. has yeah so <laughs> like so full, full full disclosure i i unfortunately left my book at work when i was finishing dream of ridiculous man i had a few things that i wanted to really so i won't be able to get the direct quotes but there is one part that really sticks out to me and i think that that podcast i listened to the wizard guys they, they were almost there with this. I just don't think they understood wh- why Dostoevsky... They, they understood what Dostoevsky was saying. They don't understand why he was saying it. And there's a whole thing where with 2 plus 2 equals 4. That's a, that's a big part of his manifesto. 2 plus 2 equals 4. So his idea, what, what, what the narrator is saying in this, is that like we are going to govern everything and we're going to quali- quantify everything. We are go- Everything's going to be analytically based. There's going to be no more unknown, nothing to strive for or anything because two plus we've decided that two plus two equals four and that's it. Right. Mm. And they, they were the kind of like <laughs> two plus two equals four. Like who's going to disagree with them? It's all that stuff. That's not what this is about. You first off any movement that is kind of solid and feels like they're right should welcome contrarianism. Right. You should always have contrarianism. You should always have the guy and go, actually it's five. You should, even if that guy's wrong, He's important. It's literally the scientific method to have contrarianism uh, involved in, in this. You, that's that's how you do the experiment. But also, what he couples that with, the narrator, is that, like, I am, okay, like, even if 2 plus 2 equals 4, it's human nature for me to say, fuck that. You just listened to a preview of one of our premium episodes. And to get access to the full thing, you got to be a paid subscriber to the Rare Candy Substack. That's rarecandy.substack.com. It's only $5 a month or $55 for the whole year. You get one month free if you do the whole year. You get access to premium Rare Candy episodes, my podcast, The Glen Word, and whatever the hell else we want to charge people for. Uh, Again, that's rarecandy.substack.com. Thanks again.